This episode is being brought to you by Self-Made Performance, the best of the best in all aspects of a workout facility, from personal training and group sessions to yoga and boot camp classes. Their top-of-the-line services strive to meet all of your individual needs. Man, on Monday I got a workout in over at Self-Made Performance and my body's still feeling it. I can promise you there is no better, more comfortable place to get your workout in than there. It's the best gym for real results in the entire city. Contact those guys immediately. Self-Made Performance, located in the Pennsport Plaza in South Philadelphia. On part three of our Super Bowl grandioso, we are bringing back our good friend and Philadelphia Daily News sports writer, the great Ed Barkowitz. We're going to talk Super Bowl Sunday with him, uh, see how he's uh, feeling going into the big game. The city is ready. Benny, we are ready. Get this thing kicked off. Let's finish it out right. Professional football in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth, it is a rare game. The man who played make it so. Man, Benny, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's Super Bowl weekend. We are excited. We are thrilled. Uh, it doesn't matter who's playing in this game. We're sports guys. We get up for it. It's a big deal. February's a boring month. February offers nothing except the Super Bowl. And if you got a hot little girl and you may be taking her out for Valentine's Day. That's all February's got. You forgot my birthday. If you oh, fuck your it. birthday, Betty. Uh, yeah, I'm teasing. We're going to celebrate that. We'll but I'm celebrate. with you. I'm excited about the Super Bowl. <laughs> Pandemonium set through the city, man. Honestly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's a, there's a great buzz because everybody knows it's a fun weekend we got going on here. And the party can linger in the midweek as the parade is supposedly going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. It could be a, a very fun time in this city. Yeah, the city of Philadelphia is absolutely on fire about this Super Bowl market. It's on fire, it's and, it, and it's ready to explode. Yeah, and everybody believes, too. That's the thing. It's that Every single fan has true belief that they are going to come out the victor in this yeah. one. I think Alshon Jeffrey went as far as the guaranteeing a win. I think he said uh, today or yesterday that he's bringing this, they're bringing this trophy back to Philadelphia. Uh, I, can, uh, I can certainly see it. I have them picked to win the game. We're going to find out what uh, Ed thinks about that pick as well. See if he's ready to lay his down. Uh, you have the Patriots in a route. I have but the Patriots that's cool. blowing the Eagles know. out. But you I, have that old, those old school Super Bowl scores. Yeah, I am on a different train than the rest of the city of Philadelphia, Marky. But sometimes you have to be a contrarian, and I truly don't think it's as simple as a close game between these Eagles-Patriots where Tom Brady could possibly and many people believe will win it at the end. I, I just I think one way or the other, there's somewhat of a blowout. Okay, fair. Um, now, our good friend out in Las Vegas, RJ Bell. Guys, many of you may follow him on Twitter. Uh, he said you, with these prop bets, because so many people out there, including myself, love to have fun with these prop bets on Super Bowl Sunday. He said, be weary of the overs on these prop bets. He said they're inflated because people always want to bet the over. Absolutely. You know, because it's more fun to bet the over in anything, basically. And people, even in, with a good defense in the Super Bowl, always anticipate scoring 
to happen, especially when you have a great quarterback like Tom Brady. People assume Tom Brady's going to have to be in the 20s and put up points. And if you believe the Eagles can compete and win, then obviously the Eagles have to be in the 20s and put up points as well. Right. And you know what's funny, Benny? And uh, me, I'm a, I'm a guy, I enjoy a party. I enjoy my relaxation time. I enjoy sitting around with friends and family. I'm not hard to please, man. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing for this Super Bowl. Yeah, I have no idea either, Marky. I thought we were going mean, to have I've, a thing going. I've barely been invited anywhere. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I haven't actually been invited anywhere. The only place I've been invited is a friend who invited me to his other friend's party who literally has no idea that he invited me. And gang, you know what that is? That's a testament to me and Spielberg being hunkered down here at Skyfall Studios, grinding out these episodes, grinding out this content. Uh, we don't have we don't have a ton of uh, time allocated to partying and planning and socializing. We take that as it comes. We're too busy working on the show, working at hard jobs, and trying to carve this thing the frig out. Absolutely, and I'm kind of hard at work trying to find some great props to jump on because yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited for this one. Yeah, there's uh, you got to make uh, do because we're gonna be starved until college football comes around. Yeah, you know. And don't get me wrong, I love free agency and I love the draft, but you, you really don't bet on that stuff. It's all, it's a lot of fluff. It's a lot of banter. You know, yeah, your teams are making moves, and then you got 100 million people analyzing these moves. Yeah, it's all hypotheticals, and then yeah, nobody right. truly knows anything. You assess these draft right. picks and these draft classes. Yeah. And in reality, not only do you have no idea how these players are going to work out in the future as a football player, but you don't even understand their mentality once they get a big paycheck, how that's going to affect them yeah, how it can alter moving them. forward. Right. So with all that being said, Yang, you need to maximize this Super Bowl Sunday enjoyment, this Super Bowl weekend enjoyment. It's going to be a, a thriller. Benny, get us the break, and when we get back, we're going to patch in Ed, and uh, we're going to talk turkey with him. Let's do it, Benny. Welcome back to On the Mark, the Super Bowl weekend edition. Thanks, pal. How you doing? Uh, good, man. Very excited for the game Sunday. This was my first year not going to Wing Bowl to start off Super Bowl weekend in a very long time. 
I uh, so I feel fresh for out. yeah right right I feel fresh for once on a Friday morning of uh, Super Bowl weekend. That's funny because I uh, I have a routine where I, I go for a run and it always involves going by Club Risque because I go to that Wawa that's right there. Sure. Or, or Ave. Place was packed. I'm like Jesus Christmas. These wing bowl guys are nuts. Were you a little jealous? Like I kind of wish I was there right now. You know I I don't I did it once. Uh, you know I'm, I'm not that I don't I don't dig it that much. Yeah, it, it gets sloppy, man. I mean. It, yeah. <laughs> Last year, I was in Delilah's until uh, 5 o'clock in the afternoon after wing ball. Oh, I know. You know, though, I heard uh, even, like, Toll Man Joe's is a good time after wing ball. Uh, Rick Flair's apparently there. Oh, is that right? I, yeah, I could see something like that. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's so close to New Year's Day. You know, having gone out in the Mummers Parade and just had a day like that. That's tough to turn it around, you know, like 30 days later, too, you know. I know, man. I totally agree. <laughs> it beats you up. Uh, you have any plans for Sunday? How are you watching the game this Sunday, Ed? Uh, I actually, um, I didn't make the cut to go to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, with their with the Inquirer Daily News staff. Uh, so they kind of want me here uh, doing some general assignment work. Right now I'm going to be just kind of important numbers uh, from the game or, or some such thing as that. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but um, what I'm doing yet. But that's uh, – that's, uh, the plan right now is just to kind of relax and watch the game and analyze the game frankly got you i mean i'd pretty much be doing a, a very similar thing i kind of want to be in a relaxed environment i don't even know if i want to watch this game at a bar i kind of yeah. just want to do like a friends and family house party kind of thing done right yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you there are you hearing any interesting tidbits any stories out of minnesota i did hear that the flu is going around the eagles locker room which is very concerning for me yeah, Jernigan had it apparently. Missed a couple practices. Yeah, I, I, I hear. You know, I was thinking, and I just didn't have time to pursue this story. But, I mean, this would be a wonderful problem to have if the Eagles, you know, how they what they do, they get the trophy and everybody kisses it and hands it to the next guy. I wonder if they're going to be passing flu around to each other. Yeah, some of them might not make it to the parade if that happens. Oh, and, and I heard the parade's going to be uh, Wednesday. I, they've been going back and forth between Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, that should be an interesting decision for the city to make. I was at uh, I was at a spot last night in Center City, uh, McGillan's. I uh, love it there. One and, of my favorite bars in the city. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool spot. And um, and the, the manager there was operating as if the parade was going to indeed be on Wednesday. Um you know, the, and the route is apparently that's kind of uh, been settled, too, that it's going to go from South Philly into Center City, around City Hall, and end at the Art Museum. Oh, wow. That's what she was telling me. And if somebody's going to be plugged in, it's going to be the manager from McGillan's. Yeah. Now, that's not official. I wouldn't be able to write that. But, you know, in a you know, conversation like this, that's, that, that's the speculation. You know what? That's really interesting. I actually really like that route. You know, basically the opposite of what the Phillies did in 08, uh, which was a great time, of course. But ending at the art museum, uh, that could be a really good look, especially, like, for TV purposes. Yeah, I, I agree there. The only thing is, is I'm not sure what the vantage point is going to be for spectators. Um, you know, obviously when you have it in a stadium, it's a natural, you know, uh, a spot you can look and and see the ceremonies you know you can you could hear chase utley you know 
say world champions right. in his colorful language. World fucking champions. I don't. I just don't know what the uh, the setup is going to be like. If indeed that's the route. Yeah. No. Yeah. It would be interesting for sure. But hey, they they, they gotta they gotta get the job done Sunday. This is the question I keep asking myself: Is Nick Foles going to win a Super Bowl? And I just keep running through that in my head: Is Nick Foles going to win a Super Bowl? What do you think of that, Ed? Uh, it's it's a very fair question, and then you the the second part of that question is: Nick Foles going to beat the Patriots and Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl? Yes. Yes. And, you know, I mean, if Nick Foles, if they win, Nick Foles wouldn't be the worst quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl. I mean, no, yeah, you know, he he does, you know, he's, he does have some skill. I mean, sure, he does have a little bit of background. Um, I mean, it, the, the, the history books are littered with guys who are like, oh my god, that guy won. Um, you know, Mark Rippins of the world. And, yeah, that's a good name <laughs> right there. That's a good name. You know, Trent, of course, Trent Dilfer, but the Ravens were historically good on defense. Yeah, no, I mean, it's possible. He's not a joke. He's proven that. Uh, he's been around. It's just, you know, you foals. Then you look on the other side and you, you see the GOAT, Tom Brady, uh, and Bill Belichick. And uh, it's a tall task, but it seems more probable to me that the Eagles win this Super Bowl than the way it seemed going into the previous Super Bowl against the Patriots. This one seems more likely. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I agree with that too, and and I think um, I, I think a, a part of that obviously is is just the unknown of how they were going to react to the in, to the playoffs and, and not have Wentz down and and then you see you know what they gave you know they had a couple weeks they had that bye week they had that you know that that week after the Cowboys to really kind of I think adjust the playbook away from Wentz and toward Foles. And I think that that has been really, really um, beneficial to them. And obviously, they have had another week, so they've had a lot of time yeah. off to, to to kind of adjust themselves to the new quarterback and, you know, go to his strengths as opposed to, you know, that 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 game with Oakland, where it was there was no time between the Rams game and, and, and I'm sorry, the Giants, I guess, uh, you know, and there was the, the time was precious. And I think now with the extra time that they've had to, to practice. Like you said, there is a little more uh, optimism heading into this Super Bowl as opposed to Super Bowl 39. Absolutely. And and as all that time is passing, yeah, they get to refine the playbook for Foles, and he's catching up on all those reps with the first team, the first unit, and he's getting all those reps that he was missing out on all season uh, in practice. And they're just built, they built a nice rapport rather quickly. Now it's tr- truly going to be put to the test someday. Do you have a uh, prediction, or uh, are you still uh, holding out on us, Ed? No, no, no. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like the Eagles to win. I, I got the Eagles 26 to 21, um, you know, in a nail-biter, obviously, in, in something, you know, that'll drive people here crazy. You know, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to win it, you know, with a late touchdown, Alshon Jeffrey. But, yeah, I think the Eagles can win because I think, I don't know, the Patriots, I mean, they're great. They're, let's, let's not – mince words but they i think they're not as great as they've been uh yeah i totally agree this is arguably their uh weakest super bowl team 
even though it's a little bit of a contradiction. And, and I wish I could say that about my team. Oh, my my team was weak this year, but it's still playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but, Defensive, uh, yeah defensively is where, where they're they, they're a little vulnerable to me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, you know, it's, it's 40-year-old Tom Brady. It's not a 30-year-old Brady, 32, you know, 28. It's a 40-year-old Tom Brady in frigid Minnesota. I know it's an indoor game, of course, but he's been out in, you know, in the cold elements all week, a long season. He came out flat in last year's Super Bowl. Maybe he kind of comes out flat this year, and the Eagles uh, don't let him back in it. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. You know, I I was stunned to learn this. I was doing some work with uh, prop bets, and I was stunned that, this is this will be Brady's eighth Super Bowl. So they're five and two. They have not in those seven games previously. They have never they have not scored a point in the first quarter. Shut wow. out for all seven games. Now that's that's interesting right there, and that's actually a perfect segue into a little segment we wanted to do with you about these prop bets for yeah. this Super Bowl. Yeah, so you can get the Eagles at. Uh, plus 125. It's a money line. You can get the Eagles at plus 125 to score first. And what, to me, what that tells me, that's seven games, so that's, that's significant enough. That tells me that Belichick is willing to to kind of be a little conservative early on, see what the other team's doing, feel them out. If it's fourth and short, maybe punt it where in the first quarter where he might go for it in the third or fourth. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, at 125, the odds aren't great, but, you know, that's that's a decent bet. Eagles to score first. And it's funny you mentioned that one because I had another one circled that I thought was kind of intriguing. Touchdown scored in the first quarter. Yes, minus 375. No, plus 285. Will there be a touchdown scored in the first quarter? I kind of like no. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, too. That's, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's 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 a nice number too. Two eighty-five. I mean, that's more than twice what you're getting. The Eagles prefer. Yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, these Super Bowl prop bets are fun, man. All right, let me throw this one at you. First play of the game: a pass or a run. Pass plus one hundred five. Run minus one thirty-five. If you had gun to your head, you had to choose. Where do you go? I would. Uh, I would go with a pass. Um, I, I, I would go with a pass. I, I yeah. think that a Foles, ah, boy. I mean, and that, this, this is, yeah, I would go with a pass if I, if I had to, if I had to guess. And this is why those prop bets, there are so many of them. Oh my God, it's a laundry list. Because they are, I could say pass, you could say run, and the house cleans up on the juice. Uh-huh. So it, that's what it is. That's why there's. Yeah, there's no wrong answer to pass or run or over under on national anthem. There's, you know, it's the house just just rakes in the juice, and that's why there's a million of them. Right, uh, Vegas just cleans up either way. Uh, here's a good one: over under two and a half field goals made throughout the entire game. I, no, I would like the over. There. How about you? Yeah, no, I like the over too. Um, just for multiple reasons. I mean, you know. Yeah, the Patriots' defense isn't the best, but they play well in the red zone. The Eagles have been playing good defense basically all year. I can see a couple drives getting stalled for sure and teams settling for field goals. Yeah, uh, and then 
frankly, that would feed into my 26 to 21. If the Eagles get four field goals and two touchdowns, there's 26. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool number. How did, how did you land on that 26? Just kind of uh, Bunch of field goals. Bunch, yeah, you feel, you're feeling – yeah, okay. Just kind of getting down there, getting points, you know, seeing what they didn't do in, in the 04 game. Well, I mean, Peterson wasn't around for that, but just getting points, getting yeah. them early and kind of, you know, that that to me would be and, – and also as it relates to that, that particular prop, you have two guys with, with extremely long legs. Yes. Uh, Elliot and Gostkowski can really bang it from high 50 so so you know there'll be there and, may be opportunity for that long field goal at the end of a half or something yeah and you know what i love about it too it's going it's to be perfect uh kicking conditions sure yeah uh over under two minutes for pink's national anthem that's always <laughs> a funny one and they have another prop bet out there will pink say anything eagles related uh before during or right after the national anthem I guess because of her uh, upper Derby connections. Yeah, I would think so. And, and there's, there's also stuff of what she's going to wear. If, if she's got some sort of an Eagles thing on or whatever it is, I, I would say, you know, I mean, again, this is, this is us just goofing off and Vegas cleaning up on the juice, but in, she may be emboldened by the other day where, where Timber, Justin Timberlake, uh, didn't he say that, you know, he would, he would prefer to see the Patriots win. I mean, he's close with Tom Brady, yes. X, Y, and Z. Yes, he did. So that might that might embolden her to, to 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 maybe root for the Eagles a little more. Right, and you you know what's funny though about Pink, she was like uh, constantly being played uh, during the Sixers' big run to the finals that year. What was it? Let, <laughs> let's get that party started in here, something like that. Benny, you remember? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I hope that's no uh, not a bad karma thing because they didn't win as we all know they didn't win that series against the Lakers, but, but uh, they did win the first game. So if the Eagles win the first you, game. There you go. Okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we don't have to play a seven game series here. Luckily, this was a funny thing I uh, thought of. This is my joke prop bet, Ed. How many players will puke? Emphasis on the number here. Point five. I just wrote one of the great things. Uh, that that that's unreal, by the way. But I just read and wrote a uh, thing about Brandon Brooks and his, and he's had a problem with anxiety. It cost him a couple games last year. Wow. Uh, he he and the, the 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 story he told, and this was just uh, it was after the NFC Championship. And he said uh, he said you know I woke up the day of the NFC Championship and for once I didn't have to puke. Wow. But I get to the stadium, and everything just kind of dawned on me. And sure enough, I threw my guts up before the game. <laughs> no way. Man, yeah. th th this big, huge guy who looks invincible, suffering from anxiety. That anxiety stuff is no joke, man. That's, a, that, man. Yeah. A, that's a very get, very yeah, serious you can, thing. You can get, uh, if, you, if, you know, if you guys want to check it out, uh, like Google like Zach Berman. Zach with an H, Zach yeah. Berman and Brandon Brooks, and uh, his story will be there. It's a really interesting story. Yeah, no, I will. That that does sound interesting. Something else I found interesting. Uh, Peterson's going to have Brett Favre given the uh, traditional uh, Super Bowl Eve team meeting speech. I found that fascinating because of Brett Favre's, uh, you know, no connection to the Eagles, but a connection to Doug, of course. 
I just kind of felt like maybe Dawkins or even Dick Vermeil might have been more fitting for a speech like that than, say, a Brett Favre. What's your take on that? I agree, and I think you hit it right on the head with Dawkins. Yeah. I think, I think that that would have been a better play. Um, yeah, I, I maybe he wasn't available. I don't know, but Favre, to me, that is an odd choice. And, yeah, I mean, Favre was great, but he was – he was a loose cannon too. I mean, right. toward the end of his career, he cost the Vikings at that at that NFC Championship with those you know some of those haphazard throws. And I even think about the the fourth and twenty six game at the link yeah. where he threw that interception too. In fact, I think it was Brian Dawkins who caught it like exactly. a punt to end yeah, the game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of made no sense there. I mean, look, we know he's a legend and all, but. Um, He's a Packers legend. Yeah, he's he's not he's not an Eagles legend. Um, he doesn't. He's not like on a motivational speech circuit. He didn't write like a book recently about you know focus and you know motivating type stuff. I just don't see any like relation to this situation. Uh, maybe he blows the doors off. I don't know. I I, I kind of agree with you there. Yeah, guy, they're giving him. Doug's giving him a shot. Peterson's been pushing all the right buttons. So uh, I guess who are we to say, right? Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 Ed, uh, you, you you briefly mentioned this to me when we were talking earlier. Your uh, your best Super Bowl memory, man. You got to share that with our listeners. That yeah. is a sounds like an awesome story. Lay that well, one out for us. Yeah, it was, um, it was, I guess it was January of 89. Uh, it was the Super Bowl where the, uh, John Taylor, uh, caught a touchdown pass, uh, from Montana. Maybe it was 16 seconds to go. It was one of the great, great Super Bowls, uh, of, of that era. And remember, that was like sandwiched around a whole bunch of blowouts when the Cowboys were thumping the Bills and the Giants, yes. and, you know, and the Broncos were losing a whole bunch. So that was a, uh, that was, it was the Bengals and the 49ers. And we go down to, uh, uh, to Miami for it. You know, it's middle of January. It's a nice trip. We'll go down, oh, yeah. and we'll see if we we'll see if we can get tickets. Well, my dad and a bunch of us, uh, we might about seven or eight of us, we go to the stadium. And, and remember, this is before 9/11. This is before the first World Trade Center attack. Right. You know, the security wasn't wasn't what it is now, for sure. Right. You know, you could walk around the stadium, and so we're walking around the stadium. We're trying to get tickets. You know. The prices are way too high, and my my dad spots a uh, a fire escape door that was ajar. Oh man! He uh, he pulls on, and he he's I don't know maybe about a half, eh, maybe about a, a third of a uh, of a city block away from me. I don't know how many feet that is. So he's not like real close to me. So I see him open this door and run inside. Runs up some steps, like you know I guess it's a fire escape step. Gets to the top window. The door slams behind him. I'm like, oh, man, he's in. But but nobody else was. So he (laughs) he ran back down, opened the door, and said, yo. And so a bunch of us ran into the stadium. We snuck into the stadium. Eight South Philly guys snuck in. And then there was about 15 (laughs) guys behind us, too. Oh, man. A whole platoon of you. Yeah, we run up the steps, and there were a couple of the stadium concessionaire workers smoking some joints, so they didn't want to get involved. And uh, we get to the top of the stadium, and uh, we disperse. We say, all right, we'll meet back here at halftime, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm not terribly proud of it being, like, a professional now, but as a kid, it was – A thrill uh, was, of a lifetime. Was, 
quite exhilarating. So yes. we get we get to the stadium, and we got there right as, as uh, Tim Crumry uh, was a Bengals lineman broke his leg, uh, early, very early in the uh, in the game, and it caused like a significant delay. So we really didn't miss miss that much of the game. And my dad somehow, I mean, you talk about fortune. Uh, got a seat and went up to the, like the stands and said, Hey, is anybody sitting in this seat? And the guy said, well, my buddy was, but his wife just went into labor and he left. Oh, so that's like the him. equivalent of hitting a lottery. You know, it was like, it's a <laughs> 70,000 seat stadium. And he finds the one that the guy's wife just had a baby. Yes. Unreal. So then it was a great game. Obviously, uh, Montana, Montana, the Taylor. And if you, if you watched, uh, like the NFL films and, and there was that, uh, I think it's Bart Oates who tells the story of that drive. That the, the early part of that drive is like a minute left, and they, the Niners uh, were down, and and Joe Montana looks into the stands and points to the guys. Hey, there's John Candy. Candy, yep. yep. That was that game. Yes. Hey, going into that game, Ed, did anybody think the Bengals were going to win that game? Uh, no, not really. The Bengals really gave them a really gave them a game. I mean, they, yeah. they, they did play well. Um, but no, they, you know, that was when the NFC was just killing everybody. Right. Um, but no, they, they, they gave the Niners more than more than they than a lot of people thought. I'm, I'd like to know the points, but I don't have it off the top of my head. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, Benny, can you pull that one up for us? All right, I got my producer looking into that. Might take a few seconds. Uh, no, that's uh, that's unreal, and that's like one of those things that. Frankly, it just can't happen anymore. That would no. never happen anymore. No, thankfully. You know, a bunch of hoodlums from you know, South Philly sneaking into the stadium. The yeah. world doesn't. <laughs> well, hey, at least you got to experience it. I mean, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've yet to go to a Super Bowl. Uh, I'm, uh, it's obviously a bucket list thing. I want to go to a Super Bowl. I want to go to a Rose Bowl. Um, uh, hopefully, I get... Uh, I get in legally and uh, some decent seats. Because, man, ticket prices are expensive. I, I got some friends still trying to go last minute here, and they're even thinking fly in and land on Sunday morning and leave at 1 a.m. Sunday night after the game. Wow. Yeah, that's intense. Um, yeah, it's my experience. Tickets always become available. Mm-hmm. It's just are you willing to miss the first quarter? So, Ed, here we go. We got the line. The Bengals were minus one. That was a, a pick'em, basically. Oh my god! Yeah. How about huh. that? Yeah, I was. Well, you know, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember it that way, but you know, like certainly no sense arguing. And they surely played a played a decent game. That was also the game where Stanford Jennings got lost, the kick returner. Uh, you know, you talk about the, the the puking and the pressure of the Super Bowl. He he got himself into some sort of trouble and missed the game. And he was a key key member of that team. You know, there's a few guys who, throughout the years who've kind of gone off the deep end because of the enormous pressure that's involved with the Super Bowl, and hopefully that doesn't happen because, you know, these guys, they're human beings too. And, oh, of course. I mean, you, and, know, you and, don't want to see that anybody do that, even if it's a patriot, for God's sake. No, of course, of course. Uh, funny, I'm, I'm looking at this, uh, this, this Bengals-Niners game. That game actually opened up as a pick em. Okay. Huh. That, that's, that's insane. So yeah, and it's it the like, only it's the only Super Bowl ever that, that 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 did open up like that, which is wild. The what the the, the Patriots Seahawks a couple of years ago closed as a pick if I if I remember right Malcolm Butler Super Bowl. Okay, closed as one. I gotcha. 
Yeah, but I, I'm not sure what the opener is. So, yeah, if it if it opens as a pick and only moved at one point, that means the bookies cleaned up because there was even money on e- either side just about. With yeah. A little bit of money for San Fran. But... Yeah, totally. Yeah. Hey, Ed, man, we appreciate you coming on the Super Bowl weekend special. Uh, it's uh, going to be a good time Sunday. It's going to be a memorable time. We're all hoping the Eagles bring the uh, Lombardi trophy back. Well, not back. Yeah, bring it back to Philadelphia for the first time ever. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it, it's going to be friggin' interesting. Enjoy the game, man. I'm definitely going to reach out to you next week just to get your thoughts on whatever the heck happened. It's a, <laughs> it's a fun time in the city. It's like the holiday season didn't stop. It's like the Eagles just kept carrying the fun throughout the whole month into February. No doubt about that, man. It has been intense. For sure. Ed, always a pleasure. Talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Uh, all right, buddy. Thanks All right, lot. man. Later. Man, Benny, I could tell Ed is uh, just as excited as we are for Super Bowl Sunday. He, um, he's he got the Eagles down, man. He, he's got them bringing, uh, bringing the trophy home. What do you think? I still like the Patriots, but I think he's rip-roaring and ready to go, Marky, just like everyone in the city is. I, I think everybody cannot wait until Sunday kickoff finally arrives yeah man a lot of people are gonna let loose probably a lot of people are gonna stay in uh tonight nights prior to the super bowl uh just to kind of be rip-roaring and ready to go sunday and come out the gate firing possibly or they went to wing bowl this morning yeah, and they're there's gonna that keep crowd the party too. going there's that and crowd they're gonna too. party all the way through this weekend you wonder if that crowd flames out by super bowl sunday yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles might flame out on Sunday, yeah. so it only makes sense that a big chunk of their fans flame out as well. I mean, let me just brace people for this. There is a very good chance the Patriots come out, the experienced, legendary Patriots come out and put on an absolute clinic and just handle the Eagles. Uh, that is possible, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. If ever that we've seen these Patriots come out in the Super Bowl really looking fantastic and great. Sure. I think the Super Bowl vision I'm having here is Denver, Carolina, believe it or not. I'm having a little bit of that vision from uh, first quarter to fourth quarter, a potential. You know, this is a a last-minute thing I'm kind of coming at you with, but I'm starting to see that a little bit. I see more Denver, Seattle. Okay, See, and gang, the moral of the story here is this is what happens when you have two weeks to go into a game. You're in and out, in and out on certain things. This is why Vegas loves it so much. This is why, um, you know, it can be a hard one to pick. The bottom line is I just want to enjoy the damn game. I'm very intrigued to see the outcome. I'm excited. This is definitely one that everybody is going to remember, not only because the Eagles are in it, but it could potentially be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl. This is one of those that when you're sitting on the couch or watching it at a bar, you need to take a step back and kind of appreciate the moment that you're in, no matter what's happening. Because it's not a moment that comes by often that not only Philly is in a championship, but that they're playing the greatest quarterback ever in maybe his last Super Bowl. Totally, totally right. We will soon find out. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. A big thank you again to Ed Barkowitz for coming on the mark. Man, I got to leave you with this weird un-Super Bowl-related thought. Margot Robbie and Jamie Presley look like the exact same person. Yeah. Uh, are you? Have you heard this? I haven't heard it until you just They're said it. They're like system fits for each other. 
Man, oh. Hollywood is weird. Yeah, I just know both their faces off the top of my head, and uh, now that you say it, it is like oh. a clone-like image. Oh my god. You know how we always talk about network execs rebooting shows constantly? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they never reboot the right shows. Sure. Apparently, these Hollywood people are probably rebooting actors and actresses. Essentially look-alike clones. Listen, man, we had cloning cows 15, 20 years ago. It wouldn't shock me that Hollywood and the government has been cloning people, and we know nothing about it. I, I don't see why not. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, in the way this world's going, it truly does. Gang, be sure to tune in next week to On The Mark. we got a couple great guests coming on, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Be safe, Philadelphia. Love you guys. On The Mark VIP listeners, enjoy Super Bowl weekend. One thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. Win. What are we waiting for? Take us!